Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. What's going on? Hey, what's up, y'all? I missed y'all. Next year. I miss you too, honey. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. How y'all doing out there? Right. I've been, of course, we've been dealing with a community death. If y'all didn't know, let's rewind. I know we've been having videos of me interviewing people, but if y'all been with us for a long time, y'all know that Marsha Plate goes on break for all the month of October, just so we can have self-care and we don't have to record and edit and do all kind of stuff. So in September, we kind of doubled the work and interviewed a lot of people so that we can have enough um, enough uh, content to share with y'all for the whole month of October so that we can get our rest. How was y'all rest? Mine was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all do? I've just been chilling because, like, usually I'll take like a social media break, period. Like, when we do our breaks, like, I'll kind of just do my own thing and just zone out and just catch up on shows and, you know, do my thing. I've been trying to work on my ballroom career. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of the pandemic. I said I said in the middle of a pandemic you are working on your so your your ball career in the middle of COVID. Yes. <laughs> this is when you but what well, just you know I've just been trying to be active because I've been an inactive member within the House of Prodigy, the legendary iconic House of Prodigy, for a really long time, for almost ten years. So I was like, you know what? I done, I done, I done grew up. It's time for me to shut my face and stop hiding. So I was like, okay, let me do it now. I done made me an appearance in Atlanta. I lost. I got my tens though. I lost though. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just laughing because you silly, baby. 
Right. <laughs> it, it really kind of feel like he laughing because I said I lost. No, but I'm just laughing you silly. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so the second time I walked, I lost. Okay. And the third time I walked, I lost again. And for some reason, I keep losing. And it's okay because I would rather lose to a plus size girl. But I always lose to plus size women. And I'm like, what the god damn it? Do I need to like, um, I don't know. How do I keep losing against plus size women? And I'm not saying that like plus size women are real, but they're the realest things walking. It's not hard to be plus size and real because when you skinny up your your motherfucking bones shit be, be fucking showing so it's like bitch you really get in to my mug and i'll be like i'm thinking like okay i don't know i, mean, <laughs> I know some plus size trans women that i immediately clock <laughs> but i don't know I mean, <laughs> well the girls i've been walking against they've been real as rain and i would i would rather lose to a girl that was real than a, a girl that was not and i'm talking i'm talking ballroom guys so let's not be politically correct i'm not these are passability politics within ballroom so though those are for the people who get triggered about passability politics because i do sometimes as well the, specifically ballroom and the category that it's i walk which is real men it's it's a part of the culture yeah so part of the culture and i just was talking about this on my live show last night well um on friday that it you know it's problematic but you know it is the culture so and you participate so that's what it is that's good yeah it is if you want to participate hey let's do what i don't want to participate okay so like let me tell you why though so let's talk about it since the door is open let's talk about it so mother, you think it's problematic. Z think it's problematic too. That's why he don't like to walk. So there are more reasons than it just depends the, on the money. Though. Okay, so there are more <laughs> reasons than just oh, I want to be real. Let me make sure I'm the realest thing in the room. That's not the only reason why I walk because there's so there's so much history within ballroom, and if you if you look at it more than just a sport or more than just fun and games then i can see how it would be like oh bitch this is this is late because you know we're actually trying to appropriate this and making it a part of real life when i think some people don't know how to separate the two because some people think that they're walking a realness category every fucking day and i'm like bitch you can't you can't do that because these standards that they have in barroom <laughs> if they apply to real life it's a lot of cis women that's getting chopped at the back of the runway so i'm being real i'm being honest so it's like you can't apply these rules from barroom to real life you have to separate the two you also have to understand that there is shade within barroom that's that's a part of the culture as well so you you can but always know that it's out of fun now some people are nasty but um, you know if you can take it there you can take it there if you can't take it then i suggest don't walk i think why i have a, a standoffish view towards it is because a lot of times it does apply to real life 
like those politics do apply to real life a lot of times in a lot of ways that how gay men treat you in real life because if you don't meet a certain standard or just how people in the community treat you in general mm -hmm. it follows into it so that's one thing i have a distaste for another thing is it seems like most people only care about us is if we do fit those standards and if we're there to have sex with them or if we're real quote unquote so it's just like okay if i if people if society separated the two and if the community separated the two for a minute and it was fine you know i could i think i would have fun with it especially if it's good money in it for me it's not that i want to throw the whole culture away is I want the, the realness category to evolve. It's not that I want to. So what does that look like? Right. Can we figure out what that looks like? <laughs> That's what I want to figure out. I, I feel like the realness category is antiquated. I feel like it is old. It, it, it was needed back in the day, but I don't it think. Seems like the, it seems like the only category that's really not evolving. <laughs> like with as far as trans people it seemed like that's where we have the most value quote unquote like only in that category and i'm like i would love to see trans men be able to walk categories with these gay men like that would be fun but i never see like it's just like it seemed like the only place we have is trans people in value is the realness category do you need that in 2020 like, I get it. Back in the day, we needed it because motherfuckers, the real world was saying, y'all are not as good as us. Y'all can't, we don't want to hire y'all. We want to look, we want to fire y'all from jobs. We don't want to hire y'all. We don't want to, we don't want y'all a part of our society. And so back then we needed to prove that we can look exactly like you, walk exactly like you, walk, dress better than you, be, really be passable. Like, I get it from back in the day. And I've talked about this before. We talked about this um, where, you know, I get it. You know, like with black folks, there was a time when we had to prove that we could be just like them. We had to be refined. We, we could read like them. We can be educated like them. We can write like them. We can do all the things like them because that was a standard. That was the rhetoric that we were bucking up against to prove that we were not subhuman, that we were not just um, slaves and blah, blah 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 so we needed to have that kind of thing to prove yes we can do this but then now we don't need to do that black folks has already proven that we can do that so for that to still be in effect us still trying to prove that we can be just as good as them that would feel a little antiquated right it would feel like if black people were still trying to prove that we could be just like white people it would be like uh, it would be kind of weird in this day and time right so back in the day so now i feel like with ballroom that is the same way i feel like realness categories because we're trying to get out of the mindset that cis heteronormativity is the standard and there's people who don't fit the high film face high film sex siren high film there's some people that don't fit that that that's not the standard for everybody it shouldn't be the standard we're trying to you know, we're trying to make people, however, wherever you are in your transition, know that you should be celebrated even then. So even if you're clocked, you can be celebrated. It ain't just the passable, 
oh my God, you look so real, girl, that deserves celebration. I think that that is antiquated and I think it's problematic. Can I separate the two and I know that this is the culture? Absolutely. And I think, I don't think you should throw the whole culture away, but it's something that should be examined just like we evolved from the old way of voguing to a whole new way just like dance categories have evolved and some girls come in and shift it to a whole nother level to being more athletic to being more country to being more soft doing different spins and really evolving that the dance culture why hasn't mm-hmm. the realness culture evolved in the same way to be to fit the times to fit you know the culture that's needed even though vogue has evolved there are certain elements about vogue that still keeps it intact like there are elements that you have to know and you have to follow within vogue no matter how different your vogue is if you have those i think it's five elements then girl you you're wearing it out and but it's like how do you eat Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. Go ahead. No, go ahead, because that's the second time. Go ahead. How do you evolve? No, I want you to go ahead. So I'm just trying to think of other categories that may have evolved. I think it's going to always be problematic. I don't think it's. I don't think it, it may not be able to evolve because it was rooted in cis heteronormativity. Realness is rooted in trying to look like cis people. And so it might not be able to evolve in a non-problematic way. I don't know. But I just, you know, I, I don't, it's not like I'm saying throw the whole thing away. I'm just saying that for me, that category is problematic. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic <laughs> for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. Trans 101, yeah. been 12 queer and trans lawmakers who broke new ground with this glorious rainbow wave in the u.s election we don't have any results on the presidential election but hopefully by friday we'll have something and it's looking quite nice but you never know anyway but in the elections that have been counted 12 queer and trans lawmakers have kicked ass Trump has made more gains in the U.S. election than anyone would have predicted. What? I guess they forgot that America was still America. And they are going to do what they were designed to do. (laughs) But regardless, here's some of the big wins for our community. Marie Turner in Oklahoma, 88th Congressional District. Michelle Ratner Goolsby, Florida House of Representatives. Shreverin Jones, Florida State Senate. Kim Jackson, Georgia State Senate. Jabari Brisport, New York State Senate. Charmaine McGiffey, Hamilton County Sheriff. Mondaire Jones, New York, 17th Congressional District. Richie Torres, New York, 15th Congressional District. Brianna Titone, Colorado's 27th House District. Torrey Harris, Tennessee House of Representatives. Stephanie Byers, Kansas House of Representatives. 
And last but not least, Sarah McBride, who will be the first trans woman senator ever. So even though this is an anxiety inducing election, I just wanted to share some type of good news with (laughs) y'all. So those are the wins that we know for sure already. And we're just kind of waiting on the big one. All right. All right, y'all. This is Trans 101. my god i want to thank all of our new patrons this week thank you thank you thank you yay, 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 yay. so not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast you know i also donate to other podcasts i donate to other organizations i have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron Why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? (laughs) All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So recently in Texas... Texas social workers will no longer be allowed to discriminate against LGBTQ Texans and people with disabilities. The Texas Behavioral Health Executive Council voted unanimously to restore protections for social workers, LGBTQ disabled clients after there was a big backlash from advocates and lawmakers. As we know, this particular administration um, has been systematically trying to um, roll back protections for trans people when it comes to health care. And so because it's a red state, they are literally aligning right with Trump and his foolishness in discrimination against people in housing. HUD has changed their particular um, rules about accepting trans folks in HUD, which is government-funded housing. Um, So making it harder, even though we're some of the most marginalized people when it comes to housing and some of the most marginalized demographic when it comes to health care. So finally, this particular group of when it comes to social workers, they are actually rolling back and keeping and voting for to keep the protections for trans folks that's trying to get mental health access. What y'all think? Thank you, thank you. I wouldn't expect that from Texas. That's interesting. I'm gagged a little tight. Yeah, I was like, oh. They trying to catch up. They're probably just trying to be nice. When I, so read that early, Trump. when I read that earlier, I was like, oh, wow. Because then I saw his face on the article, and I'm like, oh, interesting. The governor? I never expected that. That's yeah. my thoughts. But that's so good. It's not him. <laughs> it's just that the, the, 
the council that voted for it. And I think one of the reasons oh, okay. was in the in the social work, psych, psychological field, they lean more towards the left. <laughs> nowadays, they're leaning more towards the left when it comes to accepting trans people and understanding trans people because this is a part of their education. Well, should be. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like they're going to, you know, they're going to lean more in our favor. The ones that I've met, not necessarily all the time, but the ones that I've met, they lean more in our favor. So I, I can only imagine that if you have a council of social workers or leaders within, yeah. you know, leaders in that, I can think they'd be like, child, we need to protect them and make sure we're not. They actually recognize gender dysphoria. Yeah. You know, as an actual thing. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a step in the right direction. I feel like particularly now, I know this episode is going to come out after the election is over, but I feel particularly now going into this pivotal um, election season, uh, in p this pivotal time when we're going either, when y'all hear this, we either are still figuring out who won the election or who, you know what I'm saying, see what's going on. If we get another four years of Trump, at the end of the day, y'all, like, this is going to be the ugly four years. We've already, this, this one first for this first term is ugly. It's ugly by itself. But this next term, the next four years, this is the four years where he knows he can't run again. Do you see what I'm saying? So he ain't got nothing to lose. At least this one, like, like say Obama. Obama in his first, from 2008 to 2000 and, um, like 12, he was like, I'm going to be nice with the Republicans. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kind of, because I got to run again. <laughs> I'm going to be the incumbent next time. So I need to make sure that I keep it cute. And then the next, the, that, the four years when I do win, Damn, I'm about to let it all hang out and say what I want to say and do mic drops and all this stuff because I ain't I ain't got to run again because I can only have two terms. Do you see what I'm saying? So now think about that's in that's when Obama was elected. We got to see them talking a little bit more openly and being a little bit more real. Think about how that translates in a Trump second term. Um, how crazy he could he was listen to what has happened in the first four years. Muslim bans, transgender bans in the military, rollback of healthcare and housing protections. These Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett in the Supreme Court. Think about what he has done in the first four years when he's worrying about re-election. What's he gonna do in the next four years when he doesn't have to worry about it? Yo, he about to have fun. He gonna go out with a bag. Y'all already done tried to impeach me, and I got through that shit. I'm about to wear y'all motherfuckers out. Baby, wear us out, baby. He already said if I don't win, y'all not getting this next uh money that they've been getting. That next stimulus, bitch, y'all not getting the stimulus if I if I don't win. He could have gave a bitch another stimulus before he left. Um, that made, that probably would have made me a little sweet on you. I might, I might have I might have said, oh, not me. I might have thought about I might have thought about it before I punched a Trump supporter in her face. What? I might have thought about it a second more, like before I gave her the wham for calling me a nigga out of nowhere. Well, just course. one second thought more. That's it. 
According to my some of my family members whom I recently inserted myself into a group chat and that was very interesting. Um, they said Nancy Pelosi was holding back from giving the stimulus. So it's not Trump dangling the stimulus. Whoever it is, they let them say what they had to say and we heard it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just two different things I'm hearing as far as whoever, whoever's holding back the with it, who listen, Trump is over it. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> if he wanted to give us the motherfucking stimulus, we would have had the stimulus. Who doesn't care about no stimulus? It's much more to lose than losing four hundred dollars. It's much more than the stimulus. I'm not. I'm not saying that a bitch is just like. But I know it's some people that need it. That they like people still yeah. losing jobs right now, and and still trying to figure out how the fuck they're gonna make it. Some people don't got family. Some people don't got resources. Some people out here really trying to survive. Cause my car done got broken to almost twice. Okay, and somebody's apartment, I mean, I'm sorry, somebody's car got broken too the other day. So the girls is out here doing their due deals, especially during the holidays. So I know that that motherfucking stimulus check would at least calm down the girls a little bit. You know, maybe, but we already know during the holiday season, it's always given, you know, very much so next Friday tea. Friday afternoon. I mean, that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just I just I'm just I just it's just getting to that point where I have no choice but to have anxiety. I have no choice but to feel like um no matter who wins, Biden, Trump, that shit is about to hit the fan. It's just getting ugly. Yeah. It's just yeah. getting ugly. And when things hit the fan it makes the most marginalized people more vulnerable. And so it just makes me nervous. It just makes me nervous. And so, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, tomorrow is tomorrow. It's no, it's November the 2nd, it's tomorrow. So we, shit is by the time this episode comes out. Because <laughs> the, the KKK and, the, and them good old boys, they've been out there chasing the girls out of Austin. Some of the girls in Philly done already the businesses done already box, boxed up their windows, baby, yeah. boarded them up down. So y'all ain't getting no goods out of them. But oh, the rate those girls out there in in tech and in, in the south, oh, they've been making their faces very known. So I think it might blow on the south first, but I don't know. You up north girls, y'all y'all real rude. So I don't know how it's, it might it might blow there first. <laughs> Oh, well. Well, make sure that y'all are taking care of yourself. Make sure you're doing your self-care. You are unplugging, maybe not watching the news. It's Thursday, so I know some shit has hit the fan when this comes out. <laughs> so whatever, uh, whatever, whatever position you are, make sure you are making, um, paying attention to your surroundings. Make sure that you are on high alert because we are just in a time where I literally had a dream about what America would look like if it was in the state of other countries that's in upheaval. Cause you know, mm -hmm. we see like buildings being blown up, bombs and you know, military people with guns just running all around. 
Like we, mm. me growing up, I couldn't imagine that that could be America. Do you see what I'm saying? That was Iraq and Afghanistan and a Kuwait and um and and in this time Syria and um you know that when I see visuals of that type of stuff, Palestine, Israel, when I see visuals of that stuff, that's what I imagine. Do you see what I'm saying? That never could happen in America, but now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But now I'm like, maybe so. We are in a, a civil upheaval and mm-hmm. it could get ugly. And so that's but, what- And then they shouldn't even get, damn, that would be fucked up if that happened. Cause I haven't even got to test out my new pussy yet. I wanna ha- at least give her a test drive <laughs> when, I, and when I get my sex test. I ain't gonna be able to like afford no type of sex change if that shit happen. I'm gonna be out here. Maggie I'm gonna have to do me a self a self sex change, a DIY. <laughs> tie her up, yeah, baby. Sex tie sex her sex. up. Go in the bathtub. You know, do your new deals. Just <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up here like what? <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, the only thing I could think of is the stop of my transition. That's so vain and it's so horrible. Cause you know the girls really gonna need their hormones. Cause oh baby, what if they stop that supply? It's gonna be a lot of cis women walking around here with beards, baby. Them aren't cause we ain't the only ones with in hormone imbalances. You niggas gonna be walking around here with. What, Mia? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I just stopped myself before I had to say, I'm going to take that out. It gets real real when it gets to that situation because, child, hormones ain't going to be available. Look at what COVID almost did. It was stopping people from getting hormones. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It could because let's not pretend like hormones is cheap if you don't got insurance. You ain't got insurance. We ain't got no job. If the if the if the, if the even if you got the money, if the places ain't open, <laughs> the places and they just not open. If they say, "Oh, bitch, we're putting a halt to all of it," putting a halt. If you ain't a sweet person, you can't get hormones. And don't let your people that run your store that you go to be conservative because they be like, "Oh no, we don't give y'all kind." <laughs> y'all we don't believe that we would think that's against our religion that's literally what we're talking about <laughs> back to the original subject you know they can say no uh-uh this is not we don't believe this is right we need your beard to come in we believe that so many people voting too to where early voting in some past well it's so many people that voted because by the time y'all hear this but early voting surpassed how many people voted in 2016 already. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, because we're not playing. We ain't playing out here. But you want to know something? Let me tell y'all something. I know y'all weary. But the girls in the 60s, in the 50s, didn't even have the resources that we got now. And they made it. So if there's a will, darling, there's a way. We'll make it happen. There's a lot yeah. of losses. A lot of people killed. A lot of people shot, hung, tortured. Mm. 
in that so we said, it was a lot of victories too. But we made it. So I guess I, that's a positive way to think about it. So my topic today is P Valley. Mm. Baby, I didn't know that was your topic. Yes, because I, because I'm finna, I'm finna start um figure out how I'm putting my uh audition to the pink. <laughs> Listen, I get to be at the pink. My sister is Haley. Y'all didn't know that she had a trans sister, so I'm trying to figure out what happened to her. You know, she had just hit me. I want to make sure she was okay after the storm. You know. So I'm, I, I need to make sure we, I'm going to take my ass down to Mississippi. Why you can't be, um, what you call it, Good Judy? Who? Um, the gay man, what's his name? Oh, that would be sickening if I was the assistant. Oh, that would be, that would be over. But I need to be on the pole. So I feel like there's more money on the pole than it would be on, on behind the scenes. Oh, no. No, yeah. Because the way I could finesse that, yeah, I need to be on the pole. So okay, so the, okay, this was my. This was me I'm Auntie that comes and help the girls make their clothes. I'm the girl who helped y'all to sell the clothes in the corner. Yes, you <laughs> I find the few outfits, but I'm also the girl that's gonna be on the pew at the church, fucking the deacons <laughs> with Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I need to I need to be making money from both sides. <laughs> How do y'all feel about Uncle Clifford being a man that's running this exploitative facility? Is the facility exploitative? It, how do y'all feel about him being the leader of this facility that uses women's bodies as its product. I, didn't, I feel safe. I didn't um because he's a gay man and he's not a cis man and cis men they usually are they automatically are conditioned. He's a cis man. Well he's I'm sorry, cis straight man. I always I always confuse like cisness with just being like straight people. So um because that's what I think of in regards to my gender. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I feel safe because um, straight cis men are conditioned to be the opposite. And I feel like gay men are more in touch. And in a way, some are, some are not. But for the majority, I always feel more safer around gay men than I do around cis um, heterosexual men when it comes to like exploitation of women they're like I would feel like I wouldn't I feel like he wouldn't put me in predicaments or I don't know I feel like he would be more fair but then there are some nasty butch queens that that do have shady sides too but like that's how I feel I feel like it would be more safe and I feel like um from what I've seen it's just beautiful to show somebody like himself that uh, it that breaks those um, binary stereotypes of what a man is supposed to be, or even just a gay man. Um, I like the fact that we see him um, 
up in drags and then and we also see him out of drags to show you that he's still a man he's not trans so, and i think that's important for like society to know the difference between a trans woman and a drag queen or or a gay man in drags because it's let definitely me, a difference let me shake that up a little bit well go ahead z i'm gonna shake it up a little bit okay i would say for me because of clifford's character is it doesn't feel um oppressive it doesn't give me a vibe of it like it seemed like he actually cared for them yeah um but i also feel like it's not really realistic one because he's a gay man and kind of like a cishet space and i can see people being uncomfortable with that I could see this this hat man being uncomfortable with that and um, kind of pushing him out, but you know it is a it is a, a fictional story, so it, it puts a twang to it. it's interesting, and it is kind of realistic because I can see the girls trusting a gay man with their business, especially if he wasn't oppressive and if he was cool and had something relatable to him, like as far as his high femininity. You know, but other than that, I don't. I, I can see how it can be problematic, though. Like this is still a cis-hat man profiting off of their bodies, and um, he don't do shit. But he, I mean, he has he, a business, so mm, it's kind of like okay, if it's your business, like if it's your business, I'm just putting both sides. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's his business, then you know. His business, he could run it how he want to run it, if that makes sense. They want to work for him, they don't have to. Because he's not owning them like a pimp or anything. You see what I'm saying? That's my take on it. I just, I, it, I wanted to ask y'all that because it was, I wanted to see, when I think of a dude who owns a strip club, a cisgender dude, a cisgender gay, or not, Let's just say straight, like a cisgender, cishet, straight man. When I think of them owning a strip club, even if they're not owning the girl, they're using the body. Like if I, if you tell me I own a strip club, I'm thinking you're exploiting these girls. Even though they may be making money, but I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking that you're exploiting the situation. And so it would be, it, it feels uncomfortable. So I'm like, why don't I feel that way when it's Uncle Clifford? I'm like, why? Because you're still a man. Well, in my mind, I'm like, you're still a man. So it's just, I, it's some, I get there's some safety in there too, but I still get the exploitation. I still get, you're not the one on the pole. You're not the one, um, you still are using their draw of men and their body to reap money and benefit from it. So it's still just as exploitive, it's still sex work, it's still you're exploiting the work of these ladies. So it's still exploitative, but it's like, it's just something's different about it. Also, I know the reason, the answer to this, but just I wanna hear y'all talk it through. Why is Uncle Clifford not trans? When they live, like when they come out of their house, they're in drag all the time. And it's not for entertainment, like a drag queen. Mm -hmm. Why are, 
not trans. Okay, let me say specific. They're not a transsexual, but they are transgender. It is under that umbrella. So why wouldn't um, you consider them to be trans if they live in their life like this? This is not. Um, it's not like I'm just putting this on, going to the club and being on stage like a drag queen would. But Uncle Clifford gets up, put his look on, and goes out into the world. I know how I will respond to this, but I want to see y'all think about it. Why is this person not trans if it is? Uh, this is how they every single day. It's not a, you know, it's not like I'm going, it's not like a drag queen. This is different. Because a drag queen does it because they're getting on stage wanting their tips and dollars and they're at a club to do it. But this is a person who, whether I'm at a club or not, I get up and put my shit on and go out into the world. Because Uncle Clifford, I, it seemed like Uncle Clifford identified as a man. Why would you call yourself Uncle Clifford? <laughs> but there are some trans people who who do keep their old name just like there's some like there's some trans like women who Yeah, like playing. That's a perfect example. Well talk that through. Why so why why are y'all confusing the, the sit head people? What's going on? Explain that to me. And 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 the trans girls who feel like, see, this is why I don't like this shit. Y'all confusing the people and da 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 da. So explain it. What's going on? What's the tea? It's just, it's just, you know, <laughs> you know, the straight people, they already had they don't have patience for the LBGT community. That's why they call us the letters of the alphabet. So like trying to <laughs> explain to them the deafness of transness and separate transsexuals from transgenders is it's too in-depth for them they really need everything on the surface until they're ready to open their brains to that because if they don't they could they put us all together as one and that is just not the case and that's the, I, it almost makes me feel like some girls who say oh you know it makes me feel away but then i also understand their importance of this as well because i feel like uncle um Uncle, what's his name? Wouldn't get his like he wouldn't get the respect from the trade if he didn't look the way he did. Because I feel like as a trans woman, he wouldn't get as much respect from the cishead people. Because like we fall on the bottom of the teleport. For me, that's what. Well, not for me. I just feel like as no, as far true. as like um um y'all get the minimal as far as like. Ooh, oppression. I feel like we are more oppressed. And the, and the way I, the, the reason, what makes me think of that when I separate the two, like like people like him oh, and trans people. All right, so I can be clear in your point. When you say we are more oppressed, who are you comparing that to? Transsexuals and drag queens. Okay, so hold on. Do you really agree with that? But I see, I was trying to break it down as to why I felt that way. Because this is the thing about it. Because if you're a passable transsexual, you're not getting the same point out. Like, uh, uh, Uncle, if I walk down the street with Uncle Clifford, if there's some negative reaction, 
he's going to get the neg negative reaction. Well, that's true. That's not true. If you're a pastor, then you do have more privilege. But we I'm know that they're not going to be wearing me out. But I'm talking about access. Like, like people like him are from like straight people are understand that. Like they really? and when I like when I feel like they understand it, like they can see, oh, that's a man with women's clothes on, da da da. But with me, well, not with me, but with trans women, it's it is different it's like it's like it's it's something that they don't understand they don't respect and like they immediately like how, how can i explain it they immediately they're like why are you not recognizing you're a man yeah it's like well, why i think why aren't saying, you uncle i think what you're saying applies to like a regular degular gay man i i actually agree with what you're saying but a uncle clifford type of gay man that's when the nuance come in because I think, okay. do you see what I'm saying? I'm talking about like Uncle Clifford, not just a regular gay dude. Like a regular gay dude, I totally agree with you. Like it's a, it's a level of oh, we understand that this shit that y'all doing is some weird ass shit. I totally right. get that. But a Uncle Clifford type of gay man, I don't think is that cut and dry with them because this person is still navigating the world breaking stereotypes in regards to how men are supposed to present and it's un and you see them all the time and it's it's so in your face that people are going to react to it and so i don't think that comparing it i think that they are in the same vein not necessarily the same label same identity but when it comes to how the outside world reacts to us if you see a trans woman who's living trans that you know she's trans, I think that same, the response to her is going to be the same response to Uncle Clifford because they are presenting, although on the inside and their identity is different to the outside world looking at them, they're the same thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. that, that makes sense, but they, but like to certain people it would be here and here that's why I'm it, but, it dep but i agree with what you're saying diamond but for like certain people like they feel more comfortable with an uncle clifford than they would a trans woman I just like feel i feel like they if they if they yeah, have a problem with trans i don't think that they would tell the difference yeah, that's why I'm not so sure it's realistic. The the like hood niggas and these niggas with these reputations they gotta protect would even wanna be around that. So how you going there with that fag on that shit? You see that fucking faggy there on that, you know? But they be like, this is fine though, so fuck it. And yeah, you know, I can also see them paying it, but like I could see it being a thing. They made it seem like him being this high fam a mad person made nobody uncomfortable I'm like hmm, interesting i don't know that does, I, I think that's a good point out too because i feel like somebody would have came up and said let us some cishead dude would have got some coins and came up and said hey we're going to create another club alternative where that gay shit ain't happening and you can come right. over here with our bitches and see us and you ain't got to worry about seeing these drag queens and shit. Work for me is more money. 
you don't know who over there. If it's a drag queen over there running, it could be transsexuals that's passable, and y'all don't know that y'all tipping and paying. Um, da, 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 da. I feel like I totally agree with you. I feel like there's a level of I don't think it's realistic in that that it would happen like that. Now, Uncle Clifford, it was inherited. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like Okay. He just came up and was like, "Oh, I'm dominating." It was it was already been established for a very long time by his mom and he inherited it by black women that he got it from. And so mm-hmm. that's why it kind of can seem like it may be possible if they already done established that we got the baddest bitches in this, in the area. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Clifford gets it, inherits it, inherits it from his people. I feel like um that kind of explains how he could be and he's going through that process what we're talking about how people would try to sabotage him mm-hmm. we're we're actually seeing in the show him going through that process with the mayor trying to sabotage him trying to stop the connection that he has with the police officers trying to you get what i'm saying we're we're actually seeing what mm-hmm. we're talking about them trying to do, to take it down mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know i feel like um I feel like he has, he's already like established, like, like within the community, like it, like you, I know we all been a part of small communities where we know people who are, who would, who would be outsiders. But like, since the community know this person for so long, they're just like, okay, what is, that's what's the name. Mm -hmm. And they get used to this person's presence. And I kind of feel like that's what's happened. Mm. Like they, like he's he's established who he is within his small community, and they already know what it's given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because he don't be trying to fuck with the niggas like that. He don't. He kind of mind his business in the shadows. I see that. Yeah, then he also is giving some of the freaks a little one, two, three that like to play on the other side. <laughs> so that that one, you know. One. Well, I'm from, from what we know, but it's the baby. We live the life. We live the life. We know it's going to be more than one. <laughs> Way, more, Way more than one. They only showed one, but baby, I bet you if, if, if they could create an environment where cis men, cis heterosexual men could express themselves without the shame and lo- losing all the extra shit, this ego and all this street cred. Not even, that, not even that. There ain't no way you can tell me that in a, in the, in a real world scenario where there's a, a person like Uncle Clifford in this space with all these hard dicks looking at the strippers, dancing, da 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 that's, they, that Uncle Clifford ain't pulling some of the trade, a bunch of them. Because we know, <laughs> living how we live, that niggas uh, find a way to play with, when they want to play. They <laughs> sure the fuck will. They sure the fuck will, absolutely. So, Baby, yeah. they will use other people <laughs> to, <laughs> to figure it out. To figure it and out. And you, listen, I didn't see it. I'm a yeah. first-hand so Check out, I don't know, We check out P-Valley. P-Valley is um, just a really interesting show. I think, I think, I think that this is a great addition to um, Patrick, Ian Patrick Polk, or is that right? You know how you say his name? The director, the creator. 
Um, he's the one who created Noah's Ark. I think this is, is a um, this is a good extension of his legacy because from based on what I hear, I didn't watch um, Noah's Ark, but based on what I hear, um, that was that was pushing the culture forward and powerful too. So I think this is a good concept. This is a a good excuse me. This is a good um, extension of his legacy. I think you know he's did a really good job. This is. I never thought of a strip club ran by this, um, I don't know what I would call Uncle Clifford. I know he's a gay man, but it's just, what else would I, is it a, a gender bender, honey? Huh? A gender bender. Honey, so a cross-dresser, <laughs> gender bender, gender queer. <laughs> I don't know if it's, no, not gender queer, because it's real film. It, it isn't, it isn't, um, yeah, he is kind. Well, he is. It's like in the middle. They film. But um, but yeah. because they're a man with no surgeries, it's like, I don't know how to, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that that's what non-binary work is. It's allowing people to be whatever they are. And, um, yeah. and I don't think allowing them to be free and do what their thing affects binary people. Um, still ex- being okay with it. I think it's, um, I think a lot of times the girls who complain about it, it's their own particular insecurities, I think, that they feel like the confusion that it might start makes their life harder when it's the bigotry. At the end of the day, it's the bigotry that makes your life harder, not the non-binary people, not the people who, you know, are trying to live their life. It's actually the bigotry. It's the hate, the one who is hating that is making your life harder. So that's the energy. That's the people that you should put point your energy in being negative to, not the non-binary people or the people like Uncle Clifford. And that's all I wanted to say. And I and I I, would, I just want to say this that um if any of you know if any of our listeners are, are connected to P Valley, please just tell the story of the post-op transsexual and her experience, because there's a lot of girls out there who have done have done the work with cis women, and they have a story, and it should be told as well. And if you're looking for a girl, just let me know so I can start. You know, you say it done the work as in sex work. Well, I feel like this, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and the sex work in the strip club, but I think you know they were trying to make way. You know they don't never want to let the girls in. I didn't to a hoe, but I didn't apply to a lot of strip clubs, and they just said, you know, we're not hiring no transsexual. You can't work here. But Bissonette is full open and access, honey. You get your life. That's what they told me. Mm-hmm. So let's tell the story of the girls who have who have had trouble within the strip club because their stories need to be told too. So basically I wanted to talk about go over, you know, some positives about Monica Roberts. I'm not trying to get anybody sad or emotional or anything. Just want to reflect anything that uh stuck with them. I feel like it's only right since she's recently passed and we haven't really just talked about um, how we feeling and the thoughts that's going in our head, knowing, you know, we'll see her on the other side. 
So yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, I remember when me and Mia was dropping her off at home. Mm, when she had did the podcast. Yeah, we dropped her off at home. Um, and just me and, you know, me and Mia kind of bicker at each other sometimes. But it's not like a lie. It's just like, it's just me like doing slight little, you know, just making fun of her. Or like burning my pussy. Correcting wow. you or just doing something always and, then, and then I, I forgot what it was Mia said something and I said something trying to like be like no let's uh, rah, 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 something like that and then Monica was like no no she she got it uh, something like <laughs> like she defended Mia in that moment Period. and I couldn't do nothing but just be like like I just sat there like a child like just my elder corrected me real quick. <laughs> like it was like okay, I remember that. And then also um, we saw her at City Center, and it was just it was by accident. We just happened to. It was uh, during this time during the holiday. Yeah, we kind of. Uh, she was like, "Hey," and she waved at us across the uh, the way, and uh, we just kind of sat there and just flamed up flame and just talked about flame being problematic and then monica we talked about voting <laughs> yeah and, uh, monica was making she's gonna always honey she's gonna always bring up some voting around this time <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh and then she was i remember her saying like it's just it feels good to get paid to do what you love or something like that or do it get paid just for being you or something like that. She had a really relaxed tone, like carefreeness about her. And you could tell she was genuine. Like you could tell she I'm was getting happy. paid. I'm getting paid to do what I want to do and get awards for it. And she let you know, like, yeah, this is what it is. I'm getting awards for it. <laughs> I'm getting paid. <laughs> so I'm just relaxing. But those are two instances that really um stuck with me. And then the past birthday we i had she told me happy birthday and then i remember just thinking like none of my family really told me happy birthday and you know she and i can always go back on that message where she told me happy birthday out of like i'm just like oh wow i barely even get on facebook and she noticed that and decided to just tell me happy birthday like that's very kind and genuine you don't really see that from folks you know what i'm saying so yeah those are my memories what about you? Well, my favorite memory of all, because I like I, I played football when I was younger and I kind of liked it a little bit. I just didn't like getting tackled. So when we was out on B Tech at the ranch, which is like my favorite time, it's on Saturdays. We all go to the ranch and we have like game day. And um we were like throwing the football to each other. <laughs> We were throwing the football to each other for a minute, and I think uh, Monica got triggered, and she was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. So I tried to find um, somebody else to play with, but I remember, like, I remember she really liked football, and that was something in common that we shared, because I don't really like football, but I, I liked it mm-hmm. enough to, like, want to play it, because I played it. And with- watch that booty. Well, <laughs> we're not going to talk about why you like to watch women 
volleyball, are we? I'll tell get you. into it. I'll tell get you. there. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they just became, but they don't got nothing to do with Monica. Listen, <laughs> I'm saying that's another reason you like football. Oh, of course, yeah. they get to play in spandex. They're gonna oversexualize us, then they gonna sexualize. So keep this. Y'all need to make some translucent spandex. So y'all, I'll definitely come. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this show will be over translucent spandex. I y'all would have so many viewers, bitch. It, listen, I would be a fan for real, for real. I would have to okay, on on. back on back on something. <laughs> translucent just on the booty part. <laughs> no, the front part too, and especially in basketball, make translucent shorts, baby. <laughs> okay, and then my um another memory that I um I have of Monica um was um she she texted me and I think it was I forgot I forgot I think it was my birthday. Yeah, she wished me happy birthday. And um we got to talking and I think she she was like um you know, I'm I'm I I can't wait until there's a time where basically trans women don't have to think that damn when i turn 30 or when i turn 35 that this is it and she and she was just like you know um i wish i could read it word for word actually i am gonna read it word for word so i want to make sure that that's correct in what i'm saying especially about my but it was really really sweet she was like, don't get caught up in thinking like that. So she was like, yeah, okay, so this was it. Um, this was actually, she was in my birthday. Um, it was a 17-year-old girl who was shot. And um, she, was, she was saying that it may not be a hate crime, but the end result is that a 17-year-old trans girl is dead. Only Bailey was shot. And... Um, I was like, it makes me so sad. And um, she was like, you and me both, I want all of you to know that it is like to get, what it's like to get my age, Miss Major's age, Miss Sharon's age. And I was like, me too. And she said, Mia, you and your sisters will do amazing things. I want y'all to, um, to not feel like you need a ticker tape parade just for reaching your, your 30th birthday. And I said, it really makes us feel that way. It, it's like counting down the days. The girls are dropping like flies left and right. She didn't text back, but um, the, last, um, the last message I sent to her was, um, like, I don't know what's going on. Because I think she had made a status. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but your work inspires so many. It has not gone unnoticed. You are a pillar in our community. You're beautiful inside and out, and you deserve to be here and be loved like everyone else. Keep your head up. So that was like one of the last messages I sent to her. Mm. And that 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 was a beautiful memory. Awesome. And then I just I I love Monica's laugh. Like that was something that I I, I really 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 love. Like she just was always positive. And very, very much so ladylike, baby. When you when you <laughs> baby, that was a, talk about that was a lady, honey. 
And then Monica always came dressed, bitch. You might, you other girls might be lax, but bitch, I'm coming dressed <laughs> and ready and ready and on point. But that's true. And she let me know a lot. People, I don't think people realize as how much of a like gracious lady Monica was like she was a she was a lady what you think about ladies like mm -hmm. I remember when we had Monica on the show y'all we sure was gonna try to get Monica to talk about sex love and dating baby and Monica Ooh, was not biting. So hard. <laughs> Monica was not biting or trying to give a get spill any tea or her, yeah. the trade she having, she said. Well, she said she was celibate, so she wasn't having. She wasn't dating, not having trade. Yeah. Um, or anybody that she would date, baby, she was not giving into none of that tea. So she definitely is a lady, gracious, um, very respectable, very. She definitely is one of those old heads that was the respectability politics old heads, mm -hmm. but in a way that was. Um, she's not judging um, other people. Yeah. She you, she knows that um, you know she doesn't judge you in that kind of way. I think for me, my favorite time with Monica had to be when we, literally when we were working, like when you know during the time we hanging out. That's just as friends, like going out to eat, blah blah blah. blah. But I'm always about seeing folks in the at their in their brilliant spaces. Like I'm I'm I love seeing people doing what they do what they are the expert at and seeing them in that space really doing their thing. So my favorite times with Monica is when we are on a panel together and she's on, she's on her game. I'm on my game. And we just kind of just giving straight facts to these motherfuckers and just, and just bouncing off each other. She'll know some history. I'll know some history. And we just kind of wham, 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 wham. And we just see the audience like, boom, 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 boom. They just, they whole minds are just blowing about, you know, what we know and our expertise. And so being in that arena with her, at any time I'm on the panel with Monica, we just, it's just, we'll sit in, like, we'll whisper shit to each other. And, you know, and to know where each other is going and we just it just be fire and so um those are the situations i actually have a picture i'm gonna post it when this episode goes up um those are the situation it's a it's a um it's a picture of me monica and stacy from dallas and we're on this panel and the angle that they have us in is just like it's like stair steps like depth of field and it's just a badass picture and i love it and that was one of those moments that I remember with Monica just doing our thing. Um, and then recently, um, Monica didn't mind. Monica, Monica was boastful in a way. If if you around her, she you she gonna remind you that bitch, I'm award winning trans griot, blah blah blah. Yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> for me, as a bitch, as should be. for me, somebody like me. I don't get intimidated when people like talk about themselves in a way, especially somebody that I care about that I'm one of the people when somebody is sharing their amazingness and sharing what they have been awarded for. Uh, you know, I don't think you need to be humble, honey. Share that shit. We don't get oh. awards like that. Share that shit. So I don't really, it don't, yeah. me, it don't make me feel some kind of way. I live for it. 
So in that regard, Monica, Monica will do that, but why it's sickening, not only because bitch do your shit, but Monica don't mind bringing you along and, put, and if she getting you resources. My last message from Monica on on our message on our message in um of working together she sent me a message saying hey what's your cash app pamela wants to send you your money and i sent her my cash app she said thanks again for being on the panel with me um and for bringing the truth that you always do to our panel last week and i said thank you for inviting me and she said sis you know if I have a chance to steer some money in your pocket, I'm calling you. <laughs> okay. Here you know what I'm saying? And I put the little heart face with the, the face with the little hearts in the eyes. And that's that's the that's a community ass bitch. If I know, because that's how I am. If it's if some some money that I can get, motherfuckers, I'm trying to get you some money. Y'all know. <laughs> Listen, baby. That's me. I'm gonna try to get you some coins. I'm gonna try to get you. I'm gonna try to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get your pockets fat. There's been things that people have asked me to do, and like panels, people ask me to host, and I specifically said, "Yo, I can host them, but I want to make sure that I get to choose our, the panels that I that I host. I'm gonna always ask them for some coins for the people that's on the panel. I'm gonna always, if you got an organization and you want me to be on it." what is everybody getting paid let me organize it for you give me the budget so i can show you how to make it more equitable i can show you how who needs to be paid a little bit more because of equity <laughs> who needs you get what i'm saying i'm gonna show you a way to be able to um do this work in a way that gets people paid and so i that's what i loved about monica monica didn't mind you know if there were some coins to be spread out she's gonna spread it out she's gonna say okay well let me bring Javon on. Let me bring Diamond on. Let me bring D on. There was a lot of motherfuckers if we want to keep it real. There's a lot of motherfuckers that was riding Monica's coattails. Mm. That, you know, wouldn't be activists if it wasn't for her. <laughs> There's a lot of people who, you know, you know, that wasn't doing this work when we were doing it. Like, back in the day, there was a lot of people who weren't um, who you see nowadays they just weren't doing the work. And so now they're like, oh, I'm an activist because I'm friends with Monica. All that kind of shit. And, you know, riding her coattails. And now it's kind of, it's going to be funny because now we're going to be able to see what, your, what work you're doing. What work you're doing now that, you, now you, that you're not um, getting gassed up by Monica. Now what work you're doing. So... I love, and I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss um, what she brought to the table. I'm going to miss her as a, just a friend. And I, and, I, and I hate that we were on break when this happened because we weren't able to share, but I'm glad that um, we're doing it now because Monica, you know, she was our Ida B. Wells, as I said, during the services. She was our Ida B. Wells. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know. She was my Marsha B. Huh? She was my Marsha P. Johnson. So I don't want to say that she was she was more of an Ida B. Wells to me because her 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 um her her genre was in journalism and that's where Ida was. No, I'm saying like for me, that's who she was for me. Yeah. So 
I just, I just, I think that, um, you know, we just lost a giant in our community, but her legacy is in all of us. We know, you know, we, there are certain things that's not acceptable. It's certain things that, um, you know, we, we just had some recent issues with the trans kids situation, um, with the trans kids recently in, um, there's a, I have to, it probably going to be my subject next week. But um, there's a, you know, when trans kids are being, um, not being able to use the bathrooms in one of the cities down in Southern Texas. And those girls, like these are, her, her legacy is that we protect the trans kids. Her legacy is that we protect trans people. Her legacy, it, you can't, you, it's so vast and it's, it's, it has such a reach that you can't really measure what her legacy is gonna be. So I just know with me, um, she set a standard um, in being my sister, in being a confidant, in being um, somebody who I thought was uh, as my equal. That um, she just set a standard that I knew having somebody that I know that's a warrior on my side. That's just I'm gonna miss that. Yeah. That I knew wasn't it's fake. A lifetime thing. Yeah. 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 I'm just I'm I'm gonna miss. Just her, like, Monica was so positive. Like, you wouldn't even know that she was going through things. Like, she was always, she always, like, kept the brighter side of everything. Like, she didn't, like, me, I never seen her, like, just, like, be negative or complain about shit. She was always, like, trying to make sure she was doing what she had to do for our people as a whole. Like, she... She, baby, Monica went everywhere, honey. I'd be like, Monica, where you just came from? She said, I just came from Austin with Didi, da, 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 or I just came from such and such and such. And she was always everywhere, mm-hmm. making sure she made the people know it at every awards. And every time I see her post a video of her speaking, I'm like, yes, ma'am. I know she wore that out. Uh, and I, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I just, um, I'm going to miss her. Also, I forgot another memory. I remember I was talking about sexual assault with somebody. I can't remember. I was talking about sexual assault. And then I remember her pointing out, um, she was like, yeah, my dad. Like, she came out out of nowhere into the conversation. And then she was like, yeah, my dad taught me. I think she said her brother or somebody. She said, yeah, my dad taught me that, you know, how to treat a girl and not to don't ever try to force yourself on any girl. And I remember it being like, oh, wow, I never heard a, a trans woman. Because um, she was also comfortable in talking about um, her relationships with women or whatever. And that was interesting, too. Like, I never um, heard a trans woman be talk about what their dad taught them and you know as far as like um sexual assault and um treating girls right you know like in uh, like a old uh, older trans woman talk about that and it, she just was spread some about wisdom her conditioning. yeah she would just give wisdom without even knowing yeah like her just being herself she would let you know this is my experience Boom. Without it being some weird ass thing where being validated yeah. like 
just just honoring that I lived until she was like 20, I think she transitioned at 24. Um, I lived a whole life. <laughs> just to say, like, I lived a whole life, like, you know, in my younger days where those experiences are important too and informs who I am. And not, and it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't undermine my transness or my womanhood. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And she, it was so nonchalant for her. So I told, I remember conversations about her past in that way as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's not just about her. A lot of people that didn't know her probably think, you know, it's just about her work. It's also about her spirit and her integrity in real life, aside from her work. And her work was in her being like it's in every part of her body like it wouldn't be her to not do that work you see what i'm saying so yeah she was a beautiful person yeah well monica we are going to miss you and um yeah get a chance to talk about it in early episodes because we were on break but we're doing it now we miss you we love you Mm -hmm. services were great and amazing and um on the surface behind the scenes was fucked up but um on the surface it was some um it was a beautiful you know going home going and so yes i think we did a show y'all yeah i think we ended on a good note yes absolutely monica is always good so we will see y'all next week make sure y'all share and thank you for supporting well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of marcia's plate you can listen to us on itunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all right.